What up, Wizards fans? A way to help support this podcast is to go to Sneakus, S-N-E-K-I-S dot com. Sneakus, a DMV DC sports apparel company. They have a lot of new t-shirt designs up and a nice clearance sale going on right now as well. And at checkout, in our playoffs, part of your order will continually help support me in this endeavor. Now, let's get this show started. Sneakus, playoffs, do it. And now, it's the Pixel and Roll Show with Adam Magutis. Coach mentioned in your 26-0 run, 30-7 run there in the third quarter, that it was some of the best basketball that you guys have played all season. Do you, either of you agree with that? Yeah, sure. That's <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Pixel and Roll Show. We discuss the team 10 victories away from an NBA title. Your Washington Wizards. Hello everyone, this is Adam McGinnis. It is May 9th, 2017. Are you nervous? How's your anxiety? Caps, Wizards, big playoff games tonight. For today's episode, I wanted to showcase audio from after the Game 4 beatdown that Washington put on Boston of Coach Scott Brooks, Wall and Beal, Bradley Stevens and Isaiah Thomas, who spends most of his interview complaining about the refs. And then also yesterday at practice, before the team headed up north to Boston, Scott Brooks and John Wall were made available to the media. So their interviews are at the end of this podcast. And I asked both of them about Isaiah Thomas complaining about calls. So enjoy the show. F Boston. Position, we didn't have, we made some adjustments at the half. We didn't make our... Uh, we didn't make um, silly mistakes that we made early in the game, and it, it pays off. We make, make them take tough shots over a hand and, and rebound and get out and use our speed. You know, John is one of the fastest point guards in the league. We've got some good shooters on, in, on the wings, and we have to take advantage of that. But it doesn't work if we don't lock in on the defensive end. Scott, along those lines, during that run, I think you guys forced six turnovers, five missed shots, turned that into the 26 points, just was that the best defensive stretch of basketball you've seen? Uh, yes, I mean, we, you don't anticipate uh, going into a game against, uh, you know, they had, they had the best record in the, the East and uh, beyond, like, I think it was like a 26 to zero run after they scored the first four or five points uh, with the timeout in between. Uh, but it's, that happens, I mean, I don't, I mean, it's happened to us, maybe not to that extent, but it happens. And defensively, it really gave us a, a chance to get out in transition, and we were active, we were solid in our, in our positioning, and we have to continue to do that. With all that being said, we won our two home games. Uh, when we were down 2-0, our guys don't panic. They just they believe in each other, and they, we knew that we had to come home and take care of business. Now the series is tied, and we're looking forward to going up uh, to Boston. That's got right in front. Isaiah Thomas was uh, on a little bit of a roll early, yeah. and you guys pretty much put the clamps on him. Can you explain defensively what you guys did to be able to really put him to a halt? Well, we, we made a, uh, quite a few mistakes early, you know, things that we've talked about after game two, and we can't have that. If you do, it's what you see. A three, a three, a drive. A three, a three, a drive. And you have to be able to execute our game plan. And with that even being said, it's, there's, it's not guaranteed that he's going to miss shots. But he had wide open looks. And they made an adjustment. And I thought we did a good job of figuring that out. And we have to be aware uh, how, how he plays. And he's a, like I said, he's one of the hardest guards to guard in this league. He gets wherever he wants with his ball handling skills. And, and we have to make him continue to see a crowd. Coach, Adesina Koike, a lot of sports talk. Uh, the Celtics hit five threes in that first quarter, eight 
in the first half and Thomas had five of those threes. Uh, were you worried that this was going to be game one all over again with Boston hitting 19 threes? And was that the main point of emphasis at halftime, just shutting off those uh, three-point looks? You know, you're going to give some shots up. They're a good team. They move the ball. They got a lot of good players. But you can't give up the easy, wide-open threes. And that's what we did in that first quarter. And when you do that, you're hoping that they miss. And they're not going to miss often. If they have a miss, if they miss, it's because they miss. It's not because we made them miss in that first quarter. And we made some adjustments, and I thought the guys did a good job of locking in on, on him. He's Like I said, he's one of the hardest guys to guard in this league. Scott, knowing how hard it is to play on the road in this league, what has to be different now for you guys in game five that was not there early in games one and two up there? Well, we had we had two leads in, in that first game, and then you know it basically came down to we had the ball tie score with 14 or 15 seconds left. Um, we were one shot from winning that game, so it's not like we can't go up there and play good basketball. We have to go up there and play really good basketball, and then we got to finish quarters and we got to finish uh, our opportunities out with uh, with a good defensive possession, with a good offensive possession, just kind of like what we've been doing. It's not going to be easy. We had a great crowd tonight, and they have a great crowd up in Boston. But the game is played on the court. The crowds give you some juice, but it's focused. We just have to focus on what we do and try to do it as well as we can. Scott, um, Markeith Morris, um, what he was able to do, popping for threes, I know that's something you said you want to see him take more of. How does that, in terms of spacing, create what you're able to do tonight? And that size advantage that you guys have against them, the second game in a row you dominated in rebounding where you didn't do in the first two games. Is that part of, I guess, the formula success that you've had here? I mean, there's no question. You have to reel the rebound. I thought they had, I don't know, 16 second-chance points last game, and then they had 10 this game. We, we, we talked about that. Give our guys all the credit because they focused and locked in what they beat us the first two games at. We got to do it again. Uh, the Keith is, you know, he's a special player. I love coaching him. I like his toughness. I like his passion. He's a matchup uh, problem. We don't care if they go small or big. We know if we have Keith on there, he can guard smalls or he can guard bigs. And you know, we feel very comfortable when we have when they have smalls out there because he can guard and he can score and he can, you know, take the guy out off the dribble from the three-point line. That's, he's a skilled basketball player, and John does a good job, and Brad does a good job of finding him. What was the key to not only defending Isaiah Thomas, but not sending him to the free throw line once in this game? We got to keep our high hands. You got to keep high hands. Uh, like all the great players in this league, they see your hands down, they're going to go through it and they're going to get easy calls. We got to keep our hands high. And I thought our bigs, uh, we've been working on that. We've been talking about that. We've been showing them. And with all that, it's still hard to do because the temptation is to. Uh, put your hand in the cookie jar, and and, and he's so clever. And, but we, I thought our bigs did a good job of staying vertical. And it's hard to do on, when it, when he's penetrating to the basket to do that. But our guys were really disciplined tonight, and we got to do it again Wednesday. Scott, when 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 John starts the game, 0 for 9. I know in hindsight your answer may be different now, but when he's that cold at the start, what are you thinking? And are you are you confident that he can you know bounce back the way that he? He did tonight. Well, I've only had the, the sample size of one season, and I don't think it bothers him that he can't make the next one. It bothers him that he didn't make them. He doesn't. Def, I mean, he definitely doesn't want to go 0 for 9. But there's certain players that it lets you bother bother you for the next shot, and that's what I love about him. He focuses on the next play. He made a big three, kind of got him going, and our defensive activity got us going in transition. He ended up having a really, really great game of leading our team defensively, offensively, and, and Brad. You know, we can talk about Brad. Uh, the guy is, like I, I keep saying, and I, I see it every night, every practice, he's one of the best two-way players in the league, and he deserves a lot of credit. Hey, Scott, what, if anything, did you see different from Brad tonight in terms of whether energy, focus, whatever it is, to allow him to have kind of a bounce back game? Well, he hasn't, he hasn't shot the ball well, but it hasn't affected him uh, the last two games, our last game of defending, and he did a good job defending last game. But defensively, like I said, he's one of the best defenders in the league. He takes pride in it. Uh, he's had, you know, he was raised the right way on the basketball court. There's two, there's two ends of the floor, and it's not always about offense, but 
and he's so gifted offensively, he's so smooth offensively that you kind of gravitate towards that. But he's a he's a two way player, and he's 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 been great the the, the last two games. Thanks, coach. Right, you guys have a good night. How would you guys explain what happened in that third quarter? What led to twenty six up? First, first praise my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, it's our, our, just our defense. You know, that's all it was. You know, we, we realized at halftime we weren't we weren't uh, defending the way we were capable of, but you know, it was still a tight game, and we just came out the third quarter with a better mindset that everything was going to um, stem from the defensive end, and you know, we were able to force a lot of turnovers, and and on top of that, you know, we converted. You know, whenever we're one of the best teams in the league at you know converting our turnovers, so you know that's important that we were able to get. Uh, John, John, right. You, you talked about in the Atlanta series that you guys held home court. You did what you had to do. You did what you had to do here. How do you take that energy back up to Boston? And you've shown glimpses there. You guys can do it. How do you finish? Um, we just got to do a better job of closing our court. It's like game one and two, we both had 14, 16 point leads. We just didn't do a great job of closing our quarters. Uh, we didn't do a great job of taking care of the ball. Kind of let those guys get into, get into uh, transition and get open shots. Uh, we know we have the ability to win there. Uh, I think we just got to bring that same defense intensity that we had the, the two games we had here. Because when we played there, we didn't play great defense, and we still had a chance to win those games. Brad, over here, um, you mentioned defense and that 26-0, that run. Just for you personally, what does what you do on defense affect uh, you offensively and you give you that offensive energy too? Uh, well, defensively, it's just accepting the challenge, you know, just one to guard, you know, each and every last one of us. We depend on one another, you know, so if one guy's lacking, you know, our defense won't be successful, you know, so we hold each other accountable. And, you know, for me, I know I was guarding IT most of the second half, but our goal is just take him out of the game, you know, and just continue to be physical with him. And he runs around the floor all day, been chasing him all first half. So, you know, I just want to just come in and, and just be physical with him. And then on offense, you know, it doesn't matter who shoots the ball. You know, we score 100 plus a game and, you know, we trust each other. We have confidence in one another to make the right play and the right decision. And, uh, it was definitely predicated off our defense tonight, and you know when when those when those things are put together like that, we're really we're really tough team to beat. Uh, Joseph Pavone, CLNS Media, guys. Uh, Isaiah Thomas went off at 17 in the first half. What did you do differently in the second half that only prevented him to score only two points? Uh, I think he just got a lot of wide open threes. He got a lot of wide open, wide open threes off the offensive rebounds, and uh, he was back and he wasn't up, and he was just pulling up. Other than that, Brad did a heck of a job in the second half of just trying to make it tough for him. And I try to give him easy looks. Uh, Biggs did a great job of trapping, also contesting shots at the rim, and just credit our defense. Everybody's a whole. John, obviously, the series tied to 2 2, even series, but with the way you guys have had big leads in all the games in these last two games, does it feel like you guys are in control at this point? Uh, I feel like we feel like we're in control. Um, we have the momentum coming home and winning our two games. Um, we feel like we can win there. We know we can. We just got to do a better job of, like you said, taking care of those leads we get and uh, just playing smart basketball down the stretch. I think when we do that and when you're on the roll, you can't have those turnovers. Uh, you got to take care of the ball and we keep those guys out of transition and getting wide open threes. Uh, we like our chances. Hey, both of you. Uh, coach mentioned in your 26 over here. Uh, 26-0 run, 38-7 to run there in the third quarter. That it was some of the best basketball that you guys have played all season. Do you, do you, either of you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. I mean, we were flying. We were flying. We were doing it uh, on the defense. You know, Coach, sounds like a broken record. You know, you kind of get sick of us saying it, but it is our defense, you know, and, and that's what – that's what. That's why we're able to get out and transition and you know get open shots, get open layups, and you know, and we were just having fun. You know, that's. The, I think that's probably the biggest biggest difference for sure. Um, either one over here, going to Atlanta the last series where you closed it out on the road, um, hostile environment. What can you take from that in terms of using it in this instance too, trying to win in Boston? Uh, broken record again, but our defense. You know, I mean, second quarter we took off. Had a big run to close out going into halftime. Uh, we let those guys back in the game in the third quarter. But uh, fourth quarter, we came back, came back out and played great defense. Uh, it's an opportunity for us to go there, win, have the series 3-2, coming back home, have an opportunity to close it out. So you got to have a mindset to understand what we're trying to do. And uh, we have a great team. We have a great opportunity to do that. John, uh, 
Brad told us last series that for him, and this is like a lady, do you have any kind of like mantra or motto that you use as your mentality when you're in a slump to kind of not worry about it? She just ain't acting right. <laughs> she just ain't acting right. <laughs> that big. Sometimes she don't go, sometimes she don't fall through that basket. Yeah. Sometimes she's stubborn. You gotta forget about it. It's like having a sister, they're gonna be stubborn from time to time. It is the first five threes of the game, but after that, we scored four more points. What was it that the Wizards were doing um, defensively that kind of changed it? Or was it anything else? Well, I mean, I think they obviously were locked into him the whole game. Um, but uh, obviously more so after um, the barrage of threes. They did a little bit more switching. Um, you know, Gortat ended up on Isaiah on more than a couple of occasions. Um, but certainly any time that they could, you know, um, be aggressive off of a pick and roll, blitz a pick and roll, whatever the case may be, they were, you know, they were really up into him. Um, but, you know, he did a great job in the first half of finding seams and finding avenues and, and our guys looked for him um, and made plays together. I thought we missed a ton of shots in the first half that I felt really good about. Um, felt like we, you know, I was actually surprised at our shooting percentage in the first half. I would have thought it was worse um, because I felt like we were getting great looks. But then in the third quarter, you know, that six-minute spurt or whatever changed the whole game. Coach ParkAmicoCeltics.com, uh, you just touched a little bit on uh, with the other guys. They were, they were getting some pretty good looks in the second quarter. But as the game progressed, um, what did you think of the way the offense operated, uh, especially when Isaiah was unable to carry the team with his scoring load? Well, it's never good when you give the other team the ball. So, obviously, 12 turnovers and a half against this team, you're going to get beat. Um, and uh, that was part of it. And then I thought as the game went on, I thought our defense became a little bit less reliable. But I thought that, I thought we really defended in the first half. Um, we were down 8-0 to start the game, and I felt great about how we were playing, um, which is a unique feeling because you kind of want to call a timeout, but you're like, you know, you're getting pretty good looks and you're guarding them pretty well. The first possession of the game, we guarded great. Porter hit a, you know, contested three or contested long two. And so... Um, you can live with those, but you know, again, it was that third quarter spurt. Sure, Blake, we kind of up. Brad, I apologize if you've already been asked this question, but during that spurt that they went on in the third quarter that you just referenced to, was there a point where you thought about calling the timeout? And if I think I did, right? I went to six or eight or something like that, and I did, um, and then it went to 16 before you knew it. Um, so, no, I didn't, I didn't want to call a second one. Probably should have, probably should have used them all. But you yeah, ideally would like to have those at the end. But at the end doesn't matter. You should use them all. So just kind of hope it matters. Coach, uh, John starting 0-9 from the field. What do you think was the key for you guys defensively? No, I thought we did a really good job defensively uh, in the first half. Overall, I, thought, I felt really good about it. But, um, you know, he made big shots as the game went on. And, you know, when he gets going in transition, he's a low. I mean, he is just as good as it gets in transition. They had the 26-0 run, obviously. Today, the 22-0 run last time. Is there something in these surges that's – obviously, turnovers are a big part. But when they kind of get that momentum going, uh, do they, are they particularly difficult to stop? Are you, is there body language in your guys that, you know, you're not liking? So how, I guess how can you avoid I thought – I didn't think our guys were – you know, uh, obviously, you're never happy when that happens. It's hard to have a, you know, perpetual smile as that's going on. Um, but I think the, um, you know, I, I thought that we just turned the ball. And, you know, I think that if you turn the ball over and you give them runouts, then that puts even more pressure on your defense when it comes back down the court. You know, if they have a 22-0 run or a 26-0 run, we're not going to win. You know, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, and that's been the case each of the last two games, and we have to play better on Wednesday. Coach, uh, win or lose, there, there are things that you can take away from, from a game. And when you look at this series shifting back to Boston, what are some of the takeaways that you have with you that you can look I've got some, some in my mind, but I'll look at the tape and figure out, you know, how we can play better. Because that's, you know, we started better. First quarter was way better. 
Um, but uh, there's four of them. You know, they weren't very good in the third. Coach, one more. MarkAmigoCelltics.com. Um, how, how can you get a, a better balanced offensive attack from your guys? And, and do you view this game and the last game as kind of getting into that law of averages that you talk about often with, with the shooting percentages? What do you mean by that? By coming down, you mean? Or, well, I mean, hey, you try to get great shots, and then ultimately, you know, um, you know, you you live with that. But what what you can't do is not get shots. And so, um, you know, again, we'll, we'll go back and look at it. We didn't we didn't play great. Uh, we played pretty good in stretches, but then two stretches killed us uh, on this trip to DC. One in the first quarter the other day, one in the third quarter today, and we have to play better throughout the whole game on Wednesday. Um, and you know, I said it the other night. You know, I just don't want to sit up here and talk about what we're not doing. You have to credit them. I mean, they they're playing really well. They're a good team, really talented, really athletic. Their length is bothering us. We have to do a better job of um, utilizing spacing to take some of their length out of the play. Oh, grab and do all those things, so I think, I mean, especially in that third quarter, I might have hit the ground five or six straight times. I'm not the one that likes hitting the ground. Like, so I, I think it got to be called differently. Uh, I'm not, not saying that's the reason why we lost. They went a 26-0 run, and we can't have that on the road, but I can't allow it to be held and grabbed every pin down, every screen, and I don't want to shoot one free throw. Like, I play the same way each and every night. So I think, I mean, that has to change. They also paid a lot more attention to me. I mean, they didn't, they didn't allow me to get any open looks after, I guess, the first or a little bit of the second quarter. And as a team, we got to do a better job of figuring that out and taking advantage of what they're doing to us. Isaiah, MarkDomicoCeltics.com in the back left. Uh, what can you guys do to produce a more balanced offensive attack? we got to be confident. Um, for whatever reason today, there was guys with their heads down after missing a few shots. Like, if we're getting the right shots and you're missing, just continue to shoot. Um, we have to remain confident. I mean, they only thing they did was take care of business at home, like we did. I mean, it's a series now. It's, it's back to 0-0, zero, zero, so... We just got to remain confident, keep shooting with confidence, and and don't allow them to go on 22-0 runs, 26-0 runs. Like, any team get hit with that, you're most likely going to lose. Isaiah, in the first half, they pushed you up a lot on the defensive end. Does that change your defensive mindset, or do you just keep playing? No, I just keep playing. I mean, they're, they're definitely – teams are going to try to do that. But, I mean – as long as I hold my hold my ground, and if you shoot over me, just good shot. I mean, it's a low low percentage shot, so I'm just gonna keep fighting. Um, if they're gonna allow them to be aggressive on me and physical on me, they should allow me to do the same thing back. And I felt like today was I wanted to be physical on the defensive end, and then I was calling for some cheap ones. But um, there's no excuse. You gotta just figure it out. Steve Ball, Boston Herald, Isaiah, uh, no doubt they played tough defense in that stretch in the fourth quarter, but where were, what happened with you guys? Just Did you guys, your minds in the wrong place for that stretch there? We just turned the ball over. We turned the ball over. We didn't, and then they got a few offensive rebounds where they were kick out threes. Like, those, those kill you. And that's what happened in the third quarter. I mean, they, for the most part, got, got the ball and got out in transition. And when they get out in transition, they're a tough team to beat. And... For that first half, we held them in check when it came to getting out in transition and, and making them play in the half court. Uh, Joseph Pavonsi, LS Media, Isaiah, um, what's the best way to go about getting those calls? And how are you going to approach game five to make sure that you're actually getting those calls from the referees? I mean, no matter what, I got to play the same way. So whether I'm getting calls or not, I got to be in attack mode. I got to be aggressive to get in the paint to make things happen, not just for myself, but for my teammates. But I got, I got to put it on the refs to call it. So I'm going to keep attacking and keep it myself, um, no matter if they're calling it or not. But it does get a little frustrating when you continue to play the same way and there's nothing being called. 
having him as well with Boston Globe. During those runs, um, Jay was saying, um, on the half-court defense, you guys feel like you can match up to them pretty well, but once you get in transition, you have a How can you guys avoid that and, and you know not turn it over, and then when they do go on these runs, stop them before they become just so... We just, for the most part, we got to, like you said, we can't turn the ball over because that makes it easy for them to get out in transition, but we also got to get take good shots. And... Um, I think if we do that, that that's half the battle in stopping them in transition. But once they got going, I mean, that's like us getting going in the garden. It's, it's hard to stop. Um, and we wasn't making shots. We, we felt like we got the shots we wanted, but they just wasn't falling. And they, they, they got in their run. They got a few and ones as well. And the momentum was definitely on their side. Isaiah, to your right. Sure, I believe we come past four cent. Yeah, you, you touched on it earlier about just guys not seeming as confident with their shots uh, t- tonight. What can you do to reverse that? Because you guys are getting a lot of open looks, the kind of shots that you guys, you ideally when you call a play, you want to get those shots. You got to step into it and shoot it. Like you made three in a row. Like this is not the time to, to be shook. It's not the time to shy away from the opportunity. It's the time to take advantage of it. So if you're open, we're expecting you to make it. We're expecting you to take it, take that shot with confidence because we believe in our teammates. Um, and we got to do that. I think, I think we're second-guessing ourselves on a lot of shots because they may be so wide open. But you got to knock them down. You got to lock in and knock them down. And, and I think if we do that, that would will, that will take away some of our problems. Isaiah. How's your mouth? And also, do you think do you think you're getting those calls in Boston, but not here in D.C.? Is that what you're saying? I mean, they my mouth is what it is. Like it's not gonna get any better. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't getting anything here. Um, they were allowing them to be very physical with me, um, coming off ball screens, coming off pin downs, and all I'm saying is I felt like when I tried to be physical with them on the other end, there were fouls. And when guys went to the hole and maybe got hit a little bit on layups, there were fouls. And then when we went to the hole, especially myself, I'm hitting the ground and there's no calls. Um, and like I said, I'm not blaming that on why we lost. Like 26-0 run in the playoffs, that's the reason why we lost. But the calls should definitely be a little more even as to in the season where I might have been top five in free throws, attempts, and makes, and I play the same way each and every night. All right, so something that you have to do that you haven't done this season is to go up and at least get one in Boston. What was the approach in practice today as you guys get ready? Um, just focus on defense, come out with the same intensity. We have to bring uh, that defensive focus and intensity on the road. And uh, we feel like we have a chance to win. Um, in the first two games there, we didn't play great defense, but still it was in the way of trying to win the game. So uh, we play with that same defense. We like our chances. These four games, you guys have at least dominated them throughout the course, or you have had stretches where you have dominated them. Have you noticed, you know, maybe after game four, that these guys are starting to feel like, man, this team might be better than us? Uh, I, I think so a little bit, but we, we have a lot of confidence. I understand that we had a chance to win all four games, even though we only won two and they won two at their place. Uh, we had opportunities to win those games, even though we didn't shoot the ball well or we didn't play great defense. So that gave us a lot of confidence of understanding what we can do and how we uh, match up against those guys. John, you guys kept IT off the free throw line completely last game. How part, how important is that aspect of defending him? Um, the same way they try to keep me off the free throw line. It's just try not to get caught. Um, he does a great job of getting into each guy's body and getting contact. Uh, give out bigs and guards a lot of credit. did a great job of just keeping their hands up and just trying to contest and make things tough for him. And, uh, I think we did a great job of it. For guys like you and him who kind of go off that speed and penetration, is it almost disruptive when you're not getting those calls? Like, does it affect the flow of your game? Uh, it gets frustrating, but you know, I mean, at the same time, you have to also play through that. You know, he still he still made shots. He made 50 percent of his shots. He just didn't get a, a lot more opportunity to play because we had a bigger lead in the fourth quarter. But uh, he still had his opportunity to get shots, and he was being aggressive. Uh, he started off hot. I think he just did a great job of trying not to let him have a big game at the end, 17 in the first half. John, the last time you played Horford in uh, game five, you had a massive play. What do you remember about that play, and what do you remember how about how that influenced the series? Uh, I had a great block, and then it was a loose ball, and they ended up just grabbing it and shooting a quick layup. That's all I remember. I remember we had an opportunity to win the game five and then come back home and have an opportunity to close it out, and then went vice versa against us. So, you know, I mean, you, you have those in your picture, but 
it's just a different series, a different team. What do you tell Kelly going into this game? Is there any advice, John, at this point? Just keep your composure. I mean, you, they're going to probably try to foul them hard. I mean, because they're what he did. But uh, just come out there and play the same way you played before. You got suspended the game. You know, bringing a lot of energy, making spot up threes for us, and just being the great defender that we need. John, uh, obviously this has been a pretty eventful series. What do you expect in terms of the atmosphere? It's going to be real loud. It's going to be better than the first two games. So uh, it's, it's an important game for those guys. important game for both of us, but more important for those guys uh, going back home. So they understand that we get an opportunity to win there. We get a chance to close it out here. So they're going to come out and play, be aggressive. They're going to come out and play better than what they play here. And their fans are going to be amazing. When you guys jumped out, I think it was 16-0 on them in game one. The crowd was totally out of it. There was booing. What is it like for the road op team to go in to a place like that and really take the crowd out of what they're trying to do? Well, in the playoffs, that's key. And uh, we understand that we have to try to keep the crowd out of it. Because um, when the crowd get into it, certain guys start making plays they're not used to making and guys making shots that they're not used to making. And the team play better. And, uh, it's frustrating to you because you get frustrated if you're not making shots as the opposing team. So we got to do a better job of closing out quarters and uh, just trying to keep those guys from getting those wide open threes and offensive rebounds. Kelly, uh, Kelly Olenek, you know, obviously heard it from the crowd here. What would you kind of advise Uber about dealing with that in Boston? Of course, hear it from those fans. He's going to get the same amount of booze as me, but probably a little louder. After Is it more than booze, though, in Boston? Have you ever heard anything outside of just your nah, random? Not, well, not me. I'm, I'm, I have some of those, a lot of those fans uh, appreciate my game or are the fans of it, but at the same time, they got a cheer for their home team, so I never heard anything disrespectful from one of those guys before. After game four, Isaiah called out, said the officials, he was being grabbed and held and he was not getting the calls and the way that he did in Boston. Is that how you, you saw it out there? And then how do you expect this next I game to be refereed? calls neither. This was the first game I got called last game was not free throw. So I've been getting grabbed and beat up the whole series too. So it's a part of the game. Playoffs are a lot more physical. Teams are going to be tougher. I mean, and it's, it's two teams competing that's trying to win the series. And we know it's at state. So we're not just going to let those in the first two games they got the move of the ball however they wanted to and run around freely in game three and four we was the opposing team that wasn't allowing those guys to do that and uh if we bring that physical approach to the game i think we like our chances of playing because we can't just let those guys move wherever they want and let him get wherever he wants you know, something you have to play through this is uh marquee's first post uh playoffs appearance how would you say he's uh handled it seems like he's embracing both the on-court action as well as the uh, post-game uh, conversation. He's great. That's what he is. That's what he is. He's the enforcer of our team, so nothing's going to phase him. Whatever you say or whatever you do ain't going to bother him. It's important to have a guy like that going up into the situation now where... You definitely need a guy like that on every team. I think everybody has one of those guys and you need it. Uh, and for him to be in his first playoff series, he don't get phased by the moment. He just go out there and play his game and do whatever we need him to do. From your experience, complaining about calls through the media, does it help well, not me, it didn't. <laughs> 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 I got a fine, and I didn't get a couple calls in the next couple of games, so we'll see how it, it pans out. Bradley really struggled in Boston in game two. Is that something you've talked to him about going into game yeah, five? Just be aggressive. You know what I mean, like he said, he told y'all he was being passive, not trying to be aggressive and find his shot. And uh, he shot a lot of threes that game. The last couple of games, he's not been shooting as many threes. He's been attacking the basket, getting inside the mid-range area. And that's when Bradley's very more effective. I mean, he can shoot the three very well. He has a great, one of the best jumpers in the game, but it, when he's attacking the bats, he's a tougher person to guard. Is there something to be said for momentum going into this game? I mean, you did what you needed to do at home, but now you hit the road, so is there anything to be said for, you know, these two games? But yeah, now that We you're both took your home court, uh, kind of like what it was last series, and now uh, we just got to be the team that, they have the home court advantage. They got two games at home if it, if it gets to seven, and we just got to go in the mindset of understanding if we get the game Wednesday, we have the opportunity to close it out here Friday. So take one game at a time, understand what our approach is, and try to go get the game. John, uh, obviously Steven Jackson was here for the last game. He said he loves the Wizards, the, the trash hawk, and the tough style of play you guys have. Have you heard that from other old school players? Because he said he's heard from a lot of old school players that they like the Wizards. Yeah, Steven Jackson's like a big brother to me. We talk all the time. Uh, so we have conversations, and he like the way we compete. He like the way we don't back down from anybody. I think that's the approach you got to have. It's a little different in NBA than what it was when they played. But uh, we still play with that, that chippy edge and grittiness. John, I, we see what your speed does on the court. But is there a mental edge, or what is the mental edge your speed gives uh, against an opponent? Well, if you take a bad shot, I'll turn the ball over, you're in trouble. So we're attacking, uh, I can score in transition, I can find my teammates in transition. Uh, guys are finishing at the rim, guys are spotting up and getting wide open threes. And uh, 
it's kind of difficult to deal with. You know, I mean, you, you're in a tough position of do you guard me and give me layups or do you take me away from getting layups and give my guys threes? And like I said, I just try to make the right play every time. Can you see a little bit of fatigue in the opponent? Well, yeah, fatigue? with our team, yeah, we, I think after a while, guys start to get tired and we, we used to playing that way. So when guys try to play that way with us, we like our chances against any team. And uh, I think we wear guys down throughout the course of the game. In terms of winning teams, especially Boston, you know, is there more of a conscious effort to go inside a lot more, especially when you guys are bigger? Um, well, I mean, not even like that. That's not our, our team, not really a post-up team. Um, we just try to make those guys work as much as possible, run them off as many screens as we can, and let those guys' body get beat up throughout the course of a game. You get tired and you get fatigued, you're chasing off a lot of screens. And then what way we push the ball in transition, our guys do a great job of running, rebounding the ball. And I think throughout 48 minutes, if we can keep that same pace, we wear guys out. John, on top of what you guys are doing right now, you've seen the caps and what they're doing. People don't even know what to watch on Wednesday because it's uh, the big sports. How, how on fire is the city right now? Um, it's great. The Cavs did a great job of coming back from where they was and having game seven at home. Uh, that's big for those guys. It's great for the city. And uh, it's a big game for us. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have sports fans watch whatever one they like the most, but it's going to be a tough situation to see which one you want to watch. But, I mean, they got opportunity to close it out here at home. We have opportunity to go on the road and try to steal a game. And that's all we're looking forward to do. How are you feeling about your guys' chances uh, to go in there and get a, get a win? I feel great. I feel great. We had a, a good couple of days of, of focus, and it's definitely going to be a challenge. We played well up there the first two games. But we have to play well to beat them there, and we have to be able to execute. We have to be able to close out quarters, close out the halves, and, and a lot of things we have to do well. Uh, but we also feel that they're going to have to do a lot of things well. It's two competitive teams. At this time during a series, I mean, there's so much back and forth. There's talking, there's complaining about calls and all of this. Is it just all about just execution and just playing hard? We've been focused on basketball, uh, and that's what we do. That's what it's about. Uh, all the other stuff, uh, that's we just focus on basketball. Can't worry about calls. You have to worry about playing the game, um, and that's all we do. We, we know you say that the officials have their job, you have your job, but how do you go about figuring out how much to advocate for a player, especially if someone like John feels like he's being you know, frustrated not getting to the line? I mean, you, you have to just play. I mean, I, I had uh, over a decade of not getting calls. <laughs> I was an all-star, so I, don't, I, don't, I didn't feel like I deserved to get them, which to me drives me crazy. They're going to call fouls on guys who get fouls, not, who guys, not guys that are all-stars. And you have to focus on doing the things that are right. Attack the basket, kick it out. I know they've complained. Um, I look at it, our big's done a good job. We've talked about it, we've worked on it, and give our guys credit. We're defending with high hands. If we defend with high hands, there's no fouls. And we've done a good job with that. We have to continue to do that. Uh, so whoever, if we do foul, referees will call a foul. If their hands are high, there's no foul. Is that what you say to John? Uh, it's in the same, yeah. same spot. Yeah, I mean, John is, I mean, John's an aggressive driver. He's not going to, you're not going to, you're just not. It's the game. It's hard. It's hard. You just have to play through it. And it always works itself out. Uh, but you have to just focus on playing basketball and, and doing your job. Scott, how much are you trying to get guys to fight human nature when you tell them don't use your hands to go after the ball? We see people try to do that against Harden all the time. That's the argument and the basic instruction, and then he shoots 15 free throws anyway. Yeah, you, you, have, to, you have to be able to, to be able to do it. It's hard. It's easy to say. It's easy to talk about as a coach. It's easy to show film the next day. But live game, it's, it's definitely tough. And I think what we've done a good job of uh, just limiting his number of shots. Um, I think he took, I don't even remember, 13, 13 shots or so, and six of them were threes. And there wasn't a lot of shots around the basket. And that's one way to get a guy off the free throw line. Don't let him shoot the ball. And you have, uh, we've done a good job of really containing him and, and making him give up the ball. Like every player, they're going to do the right thing, give up the ball when you're not, when you're not open. But Thomas spent his whole postgame talking about the officials and slacker calls. Do you think, how do you see that affecting next game and the like working the refs kind of angle? Uh, 
I mean, that's n that's none of my business. What he says and what he says about the refs—that's none of my concerns. I'm just focused on trying to make us uh, a better basketball team for 48 minutes up there. Uh, we had two great opportunities. We didn't close out the games, and uh, I can't worry about what they think. I only can worry about what they do and try to counter uh, throw some counters to um, to that. Uh, but we just focus on basketball. During the series against Atlanta. You were talking about sports view was basically saying the team that played the harder, the hardest won those games. What is the analytics telling you about this series? They're, they're two very good teams. Uh, you know, they are the number one seed uh, for a reason. They had the best record after 82 games. And we're right there. We're only a few games behind them. Um, we split the season series. Mm. Both teams compete. I, I think from a spectator's view, I think you see two very good teams that are competing, that have really good players that are doing a lot of good things. And both teams are playing hard. I, and I think that's what you have to uh, go into the game. You, I expect our guys to do that. And we have to do it again uh, tomorrow night. How tall of a task is it to win up there? But knowing that you did leave some stuff on the table in the first two games, so maybe it's it's not that hard. No, it's that hard. <laughs> it's that hard. Uh, it's that hard. It, it, we we were close, uh, but you have to be able to win the game. Um, it's definitely a, a tough place to play, uh, just like our building's a tough place to play. Uh, but if we want to advance, we have to win a game up there, uh, and so. We're looking at this as the first crack to do that, and our guys are excited about the challenge, and we've had a couple of good days, and we played well the last two games, uh, but we have to be able to execute, and we have to be able to uh, play through the environment that we're going to play in front of, but it's nothing, it's nothing that we cannot accomplish. It's, it's still 94 by 50 feet, and baskets are 10 feet high, and but we have to play well to beat them. Did you discover something with, I think it was game two, that uh, you put Brad on Isaiah, and that looked extremely well for you in the second half. Is it just because of the way he plays position defense and doesn't go for anything that, that makes him so effective? And is that something you think they stick with? Yeah, I, I think with um, we're going to have to put multiple guys on him. Uh, with every great player, you give him give them the daily diet of the same thing, they're going to be able to... Uh, figure it out but I think um, with, with Brad and John and and Kelly and we, last game we had Thomas uh, we just all have to deny him as much as we can but with with all the pick and rolls with him you need an extra defender and our bigs have done a good job of really uh, cupping him and not allowing him angles to the paint and if he does get by us we're we're defending with high hands and making him finish over the top and with, with, with Brad Gardenham, John Gardenham, whoever's Gardenham, we're going to need an extra defender. It's just about to say that role players play better at home, worse on the road, so to speak. From your perspective, why is that? And how do you compensate for that, both in terms of your guys and then also kind of getting a sense that their side might get a little boost? Well, I think there's some truth to that, just from the comfort level. And um, But good teams play well on the road and we're a good team and we have to be able to win a game on the road to, in order to to play uh, Cleveland so our, all of our guys are going to have to play well um, our starters the guys coming off the bench uh, we're going to have to have a collective effort of, of a good play and I think we we definitely have done it all year long and there's no reason we can't do it another game Scott historically won a series is 2-2 the winner of Game Five, the odds that they win the series go up, and it's it's a very high percentage. Just what have you learned about the importance and how pivotal pivotal a Game Five is, even though it's not close? I think. Yeah, well, I think we should win the game, right? It'll yeah, help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think every game is important. I mean, there's no question. You do have uh, the lead coming home, and that would be a great position, but it doesn't guarantee you're going to win the series. And then vice versa. You just focus on the game, playing well for 48 minutes. Hopefully that will be good enough to win the game. But we know their team is, is uh, very good. They're talented. They play hard. And they've played well at home. Scott, 
The third quarter was incredible the other night. What did you say to your team at halftime? Um, not the not anything to make them go on a 26-0 run. <laughs> if that was the case, we'd do it every game. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, I knew that we didn't play um, particularly well in that first half, and the score was tied 48-48. And I knew we had a chance to play much better than in the in the third quarter. I didn't anticipate that, but I, I loved the guys' effort, their tenacity on the defensive end. We scored off of our defense, and that's when we're a really good team. You mentioned that's some of the best you've seen your team play all season. Was it a surreal experience to go through that? It seemed like after your second time out, you were trying to. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely. It I enjoyed uh, coaching our guys during that stretch because it was defensive based. And when it's defense and effort base, it's good. And if it's just shooting base, eventually it's going to come back to, to haunt you. But it was de- definitely defensive effort base. You said in the mic'd up portion of that, you guys were good. I just didn't think you guys were that good. As a coach, do you sometimes find yourself like not trying to that overcoach that situation? That was just a bad version of my bad sense of humor towards our guys. They've, they've, <laughs> they've seen it and heard it all throughout the season. And they don't know if I'm serious or not serious. And and I, that's just part of the game I love. I love interacting with the guys. I love trying to uh, spark something out of them. And but I actually I really enjoyed it. It was um, it was special to go through that moment because it was like I we've talked about. It, it was a defensive uh, and effort. And when you do that, you give yourself a chance to inspire one another. And the game is about inspiring your teammates. And that that was a lot of. Uh, inspiration from a lot of guys. Keith's hands, Otto's hands, Otto, Brad, John, Marsh, everybody uh, participated in that run. What do you playoffs? say to Kelly, by the way? Any advice before this next game? Ah, uh, jeez. <laughs> hmm. Bring some earplugs. He's definitely, they're definitely going to let him have it, mm-hmm. but you just go out there and play. Play hard. That's the pressure. You put your pressure on yourself just to play hard. If you do that, that's all you can ask for. Uh, and he can handle it. He can handle it. He's played some big games and he's played in, at a, in a major college. And I'm sure that some of the environments that he played, they, they didn't like the way he played because he's an aggressive player and he plays hard. And, uh, but that's what he has to do to be effective for us. Blowouts are all over the place. In the, in the playoffs uh, this year, as somebody who watches all these games, kind of point to why that, that, that seems to be happening no matter what series it is? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just know that there's a lot of good teams and uh, a lot of good teams and playing well. Uh, I'm talking about Golden State or the Cleveland, two very good teams and that's not none of my concern. I'm just focused on trying to put together a good game plan that we can uh, have success in Boston. Thanks, Coach. Right. Can we have one more question? Sorry, Scott, about BC's thing. Uh, just the crazy time that it is with the Caps. I'm sure you keep an eye on them. And yeah, they're excited this Wednesday. Everybody's like putting on their calendars. It's a great time to be a sports fan in the area with the Caps making their uh, comeback and and putting it to game seven Wednesday night. Uh, I don't think I can have my cell phone on the phone or on the floor during the game, but it's, I'm definitely excited about them coming back here and winning the series. Uh, and I'm sure they feel the same way about us. It's, it's only creates great excitement for all the fans uh, in this area. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Good luck tonight. Somebody did say that they weren't going to win the series. I forgot who out of the group. <laughs> Well, I'm Not me, I'm a cat fan. <laughs> <laughs>